Welcome to the Functional Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Holt. I'm an integrative and functional medicine nutritionist with a feisty attitude in well over a decade of clinical experience. I work with women all over the world through my online programs. And I'm also the founder of the Functional Nutrition Academy, a school in practitioner mentorship where we help other clinicians level up with functional medicine methodologies. I've got a bone to pick with diet culture and the conventional healthcare model that are both systematically failing so many of us. Creating a new model is my life's work, and this is what this show's all about. Please keep in mind this podcast is created for educational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. If you like what you hear today, I would love for you to subscribe to the show, leave a review in iTunes, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Now give me the mic so I can take it away. Hello, how's everybody doing out there? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. (laughs) I just got back yesterday from a trip to Santa Monica for a mastermind event, and I actually wanted to pause regularly scheduled programming so I could get this out. Uh, I'm going to try to do this like one take wonder um, so I can get it published fast because I think it's real closing out 2022 energy. And so I think this is the week to release it. I am going to talk about the event itself. Um, So like I said, it was a mastermind event. So I know I have got entrepreneurs and business owners listening and quite a few of you have asked me like, oh, what was the mastermind? I'm not going to do like a whole recap on like best business practices I learned. Um, Although I could probably write a book on business after this weekend, it was so intense. I will funnel my big takeaways into the FNA curriculum, the Functional Nutrition Academy, and um, my business coaching clients. But today I really want to talk about the events leading up to the event. Uh, The ultimate theme of today's show is about our expanding our capacity for what we give ourselves permission to do. And yes, this event was about business for me, but this conversation expands way beyond just business and entrepreneurship. Stretching the edges of our comfort zone is something that can be done in all aspects of our life. And the magic that can happen on the other side of that is accessible to all of us, whether you own a business or not. And I really feel, I feel really strongly that there's somebody out there, most likely somebody's, who needs to hear this message before the end of the year. So here we are. And I'm recording on a full moon. In Gemini, this is from Spirit Daughter on Instagram. I love it. Gemini's energy helps us open our minds and see things in a different light. This moon is an opportunity to reflect on the past year and ask yourself what story you are telling yourself. P.S. That's going to be the theme of like this whole show. What narrative is defining your energy and where could you shift how you see things? The stories we tell ourselves can anchor us or liberate us. So boom, that's the energy of this full moon. And by the time this gets released, you'll still be in the energy of the full moon. So these are really good things to ponder right now. And I want to talk about that word anchor because anchoring is not necessarily a bad thing, right? Like being grounded, being anchored can feel really good, can feel really grounding, can feel really safe. 
unless, so it's not a bad thing, unless it's tethering us to something we no longer want to be attached to. And this was absolutely the case for me. We can create constructs about ourselves that at one point served us, that at one point may have kept us safe. And the things that kept us safe as little kiddos, little children, can potentially limit us as adults. So we're always kind of evaluating who we are in our belief system and asking ourselves, do these need an upgrade? Are these outdated programs that we're running? So this is a real opportunity to ask where, right now, right now, where am I operating from places of wounding? And is that how I want to continue to show up in this world? So where are you holding yourself back? So I'm not messing around. I'm getting right into the meat and potatoes of it. (laughs) Uh, But the next full moon, by the way, which will be the first full moon of the year, I am inviting you into a practice. Um, And I did want to release this episode first so you have some space to think about it. What stories are you letting go of? And I think today's episode will help you begin to unpack that. Are there certain things that you tell yourself about yourself that may be holding you back from your own growth and evolution and next steps? Because we're going to bring all of this into a practice at the beginning of January to detach from outdated storylines and create the identity that we want to be operating from, to carve out space to set our intentions and goals for the year ahead. So it's going to be a 90-minute class. It's going to be on Friday, January 6th at 12 p.m. Eastern time. There's not going to be a a lot of lecture. It's really going to be more experiential. There's going to be a grounding practice, breath work, guided meditation, and visualization for goal setting. That's something that I use all the time. And I typically offer these types of classes inside other containers like Your Hormone Revival and the Functional Nutrition Academy. But people have been asking me to lead a breathwork experience um, outside of those containers. So guess what? We're going to do it. Let's do it. Let's kick the year off with this experience. And I will say that attending live always a vibe. But if you can't make it live, of course, the replay will be sent out right after. So you can do it that night, Friday night. You can do it that weekend. Um, But this is going to be a practice that you will absolutely want to repeat. There's going to be a guided meditation and visualization at the end. It can be really powerful to do this like at least once a week. Honestly, even once a day, if you're working on something specifically and you want to supercharge your intention. So you can buy that as soon as right now for $44, head to thefunctionalnutritionist.com forward slash new year, all one word. We'll link it up in the show notes, but you can go get in on that ASAP. And the cool thing about this is that we're actually going to gift this to all of our current one-on-one clients. So if you're listening, lucky you. So that includes one-on-one membership clients, functional alchemy clients, my business coaching clients. Y'all are going to get an invite as well as functional nutrition academy students, because I know y'all have goals that you want to supercharge. So we're going to do it. And we're also gifting this as a bonus to whoever signs up for January's carb compatibility project. That's the four 
week nutrition program that will be kicking off January 9th. So that's a Monday. So Friday, you got to bring your goals, bring your intentions um, to this class. For those of you who want to bring even more like woo and intentionality into your diet and nutrition changes, I got you. So you will all receive, everybody I just mentioned, you'll receive an email with the invite, nothing special that you need to do to access this. If you're not in one of those those groups, you can purchase this for $44. Okay. So mastermind. Um, let's talk about how this happened because a mastermind is not anything I was specifically looking for. And that's where I ended up now, a mastermind. This is going to be my definition. I've been like wondering about what a mastermind is for years, but this is my definition of it. Having just experienced a mastermind event, it's a collection of people who are doing similar things to you. And there's usually a head mentor. There's usually like a guide and that mentor gathers up people who are in a similar vibe. And so this one was specific to CEO content creators that are doing high six, seven figures. So it's people who already have a really well-established and successful business and are wearing multiple hats within that business. And in a mastermind, everybody contributes. It's kind of like a potluck. And so in this way, you get to learn from each other versus just listening to like the head guide. So that's kind of the main difference, the main advantage of a mastermind versus a coach or a course. Um, That's from my understanding anyway. So this mastermind fell into my lap. It was a real serendipity type of sitch. It arrived at a time when I was looking for an answer. So a couple of weeks ago, I released the social media episode and I shared with you how I'm feeling really scattered in my role as creator, as CEO. Um, I was talking about having to hire people, expand my team. There's just a lot of stuff going on. And a friend happened to, this is a few weeks prior, a friend happened to send me a post on Instagram from Vanessa Lau. And the post was really simple. She was talking about how she creates, really pours herself into two main pieces of content each and every week. She does a YouTube video and she does a newsletter. And from there, she has a team who essentially atomizes that content to get it out into the hands of more people on different platforms and different channels. And my friend was like, this is what you need. And I was like, this is what I need. (laughs) So I really started paying attention to what Vanessa Lau was doing and engaging with her content. I hadn't really been super familiar with her work before this. And then a few weeks later, she announced her mastermind. And now I have been in business for over a decade. I have invested in a lot of mentorship. I've invested in a lot of coaching, but the business coaching and mentorship I've involved myself with has pretty much always been one-on-one because I have been telling myself a story that I don't learn well in groups. Okay. That's one of the stories that we're about to pick apart. But despite this, I was really interested. I was really intrigued and I applied. And so we had a discovery call and after talking with her, I was like, bout it, bout it. And I was like, okay, I think this is a really good fit. I think this is going to meet my needs. This is what I'm looking for. And then I found out that there was a live event happening to kick off this year-long mastermind. 
And now mind you, I don't attend live events. I'm like, yeah, I'll catch you. I'll catch you on, on a Zoom. Um, and the live event was happening in three weeks. And it was in Santa Monica, seven hours away by flight from me. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> it was a real uh, Toto. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore moment. I was like, Aaron, you are not in your comfort zone anymore. Nope, we are. We are not in Kansas. Because here's the deal. I don't like to travel. I'm, I'm like a homebody. I don't like to travel. And I really don't like to travel without a buddy. Like I'll always bring a friend or my husband. I tell myself a story that I'm not a good traveler and I need an adult chaperone. Like that's the joke I always make. I need an adult chaperone. Like I have never so much as ordered an Uber for myself prior to this trip. Legit, have not. Didn't have an Uber app. I've never done it. I'm like, that's, that's too scary for me. Anyway, um, also... This trip was right smack dab in the middle of holidays, and we know how hectic holidays are. So I had another belief that came up, which is this is actually too much for me. This is too much running around. This is too much for my body. This is too much for my schedule. This is too much for my health. So that old chestnut came back for a little revisit. But for some reason, despite all of this, despite like this is something that I wouldn't do based on all the beliefs I have about myself, despite this, I committed to it. Thanks, you know, very much so to the encouragement of my best friend, shout out Emily Bean, my coach, my husband, Scott basically told me, he's like, this is exposure therapy and you need this to, you need to do this to build up your confidence in yourself. Um, so I committed to it, even though it felt scary, it also really felt right. Like this was a move. And there's something to understand about me before we continue on with this discussion. I am here for my own evolution and growth. Like hard stop. That's what I'm here for. And so even though it felt scary, I also recognized that my inability to give myself permission to do things like this based on my stories could potentially be inhibiting my growth. Yes, I'm talking about me, but hey, anyone else feel called out right now? My inability to give myself permission to do things like this based on my own stories could potentially be inhibiting my growth. So this became an opportunity to really punch holes in a lot of belief systems about myself, to really look at the, a lot of the stories I was telling myself about myself and ask, are these true? Do I want to continue to operate as though these are true? Or do some of these stories maybe need a little updating. Am I open to new beliefs about myself? Am I open to new truths and a new reality for myself? I do want to shout out our show sponsors. When I start to feel my stress and anxiety kick it up a notch, like Emerald Lagasse, I personally lean on Ned's De-Stress Blend. It's a certified organic formula that features two powerful plant compounds, CBD, and then the lesser known CBG, which is considered the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is for anxiety and stress. De-Stress Blend also features ashwagandha, one of my favorite adaptogens. And I think I say that about all the adaptogens, but ashwagandha was my gateway into adaptogenic herbs. So I do have a special love for it. 
Invest in yourself and fortify your stress response. Get 15% off of Ned's de-stress blend with code FUNK. Go to helloned.com forward slash FUNK or enter code FUNK at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash F-U-N-K to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. And you've probably heard that the human body is mostly water, but what you probably don't know is that everything else in your body is about 50% amino acids. These building blocks of life are essential for health and for fitness. No matter how you like to move, whatever you do to stay fit, amino acids are essential. This is why Kian Aminos is my fundamental supplement for fitness. I drink them every day, usually a couple of times a day, for muscle and for recovery. Kian Aminos is backed by over 20 years of clinical research, has the highest quality ingredients, no fillers, no junk, undergoes rigorous quality testing, and tastes really good. So if you want to naturally boost your energy, build lean muscle, and enhance athletic recovery, you need to get Keon Aminos. You can now save 20% on monthly deliveries and 10% on one-time purchases. Just go to getkeon.com forward slash funk. That's G-E-T-K-I-O-N.com slash F-U-N-K to get my fundamental supplement for fitness, Keon Aminos. So I had the opportunity to do this with a lot of beliefs all at once in a very short period of time. And that's what this weekend was all about. It was really five days. Um, It kind of stretched. I left Thursday and I didn't get back till like, you know, Tuesday morning. So it it was a chunk of time. And I'm sure you've heard the quote, everything you've ever wanted is sitting on the other side of fear. But to put it another way, maybe like a little bit of a gentler way, growth is on the other side of comfort. And in the work that I do, I'm like all about getting people out of their comfort zones because growth and comfort don't always coexist. And I'm not only here for my own growth and evolution, I'm here for your growth and evolution. However, however, it's really important that we don't push people past what their nervous system deems safe when we're trying to help them grow. And this goes for ourselves as well. So stretching, rather than like pushing somebody outside their comfort zone, I'm more about stretching the edges of our comfort zone. So that's kind of the approach here. But sometimes to find those edges, you, you got to bump up against them. And you kind of do this little dance, like, is this comfortable? Is this not comfortable? So in order to stretch your capacity for what feels comfortable and stretch your capacity to hold discomfort, you have to bump up against those edges. And so my goal for myself was to find the edges of my comfort zone and to allow myself to expand beyond them slightly without pushing my nervous system or my body beyond what it's actually capable of. So needless to say, I had some anxiety leading up to it because I was really operating pretty far out of my comfort zone on a lot of different fronts. So I'm actually going to talk you through the process of how I did this, how I led myself through the edges of my comfort zone by holding myself through that discomfort. Because look, I was uncomfortable. I was like borderline panic attacks for days in a row. 
And I even crashed out. Like I needed to be horizontal for two days because when you're, you know, when you're revving up your nervous system, like it's not uncommon for your nervous system to like clap back, to be like, yo, like this is a lot, this is a lot to hold. And so I know, I, I, I understand that and I recognize that. But I think we can all agree that like, uh, like having panic attacks and being laid out is a kind of a disproportionate reaction to the actual situation. Like many people fly from Boston to LA for a three-day work event without like a bona fide breakdown, right? So it's pretty disproportionate. When you just look at what's happening, it's a pretty major reaction. And I don't, I don't say this to be self-deprecating. I say this instead to highlight something really important. So if you've drifted away from me, come back. When your emotional reaction is disproportionate to the actual event or situation, this is usually an indication that it's sitting on a wound. It's sitting on a raw nerve. And this is an opportunity for healing. And so the first step, like, you know, when you've just had where you're like, why am I reacting like this? Like, why am I having this big outburst? Or like, what's going on? It, there's usually something pretty major underneath it all. So the first step is to not pathologize the discomfort, right? My anxiety, I believe, rises up for a reason. When I just feel like this generalized anxiety, just like kind of like strung out, it's usually a message. It's usually some form of communication. So I paid attention to it and I asked myself, like, what's the big, the biggest thing I am anxious about right now? Rather than tell myself a story about why the anxiety was bad, I'm like, why is the anxiety here? What's the biggest thing I'm anxious about right now? What's the most omnipresent thing in the room with me? And I realized for me at that time, it was the fear of getting sick. Like I can commit to this event. I can have my ops manager rearrange my entire schedule so I can make the event. I can book the flights and book the hotel. And I could, and I'm afraid that I could do all of that and get sick right before or the day of. That's really truly where when I when I when I boiled right down to brass tacks, like that was the the thing. And I was like, okay, huh. All right, let let's see what that's all about. Let's tuck into this. And this is where parts work comes up. There are different philosophies that talk about fragmentation or parts of self. Uh, Internal family systems model is one of them. And I've discussed fragmentation here on the show before, so you may may have heard me discuss that. I utilize uh, parts integration practices with my clients in a one-on-one setting. Um, when we're doing subconscious rewiring work. So I'm, I'm familiar with this uh, concept and I was able, because I'm familiar with this concept, I was able to recognize that there was a part coming through. And I want to teach you about this a little bit because I think that this is a really solid tool to have in your tool bag. The thing about parts is that they typically are parts of ourselves that seem undesirable. Like consciously, I don't want to be sick before a big trip. And even taking that a step further, I don't want the fear of getting sick uh, to hold me back from saying yes to things. 
so that it's a frustrating part. It's frustrating that that was causing so much anxiety. It's frustrating that that was like dominating my, you know, my, my like energy field for a while. But the thing is, the more we fight these parts that we've deemed undesirable, the more they resist and the stronger they become because these parts believe that they are here to protect you. So for as long as you feel you need protecting, they will exist and they will work really hard to do their job. So the goal is to go into direct communication with them because we need to, they're, they're coming up to be witnessed, to be seen. They've got something to share and they want you to know about it. So this is why I say the goal is to go into direct communication with the parts that are presenting themselves because we want to figure out their role and perhaps understand why this part was established to begin with. And it always, always has to do with some type of protection. So once we understand this, we can have a lot of appreciation for that protective role. And this allows us to kind of tap into some self-compassion. Then we get the opportunity to determine, is this role they're in still necessary? And if not, if that's an outdated role, is there a better role for them now? So I'll give you an example. I'll talk you through my, um, my part so you can kind of anchor this in. I realized what was coming up was a part that I labeled the sick part. That's what I labeled her. And so I created space and I went into direct conversation with her, which is private. That conversation is private. But what I will share with you is what I gleaned. And that's that her role was there to keep me from having to do the things that I don't want to do. And I mean, honestly, like how beautiful is that? There were certain things in my life that I took on the responsibility of doing that I really did not want to do. Parentification as a child being one of them, over-functioning and codependency, being overly responsible for someone's el- someone else's felt experience is another one. Because that was too much for my capacity, the way this part protected me was to give me a break from it because I needed a break. So this part swooped in and was like, I'll get, I'll get you a break. Let's get sick. So I would get sick a lot when I was little. I would get sick a lot through my teenage years. Nothing diagnosable, just like totally wiped out in bed for days. That was this part saying, gosh, we can't do this anymore. We need a break. So again, once I understood this, it, it presented an opportunity to have immense gratitude for this part. And it's also an opportunity to evaluate, is this system still working for us? What I also realized through this inner dialogue is that she was, this part was interpreting my discomfort because I was feeling discomfort, sure was. Stretching the comfort zone usually requires some discomfort. And she was interpreting that discomfort as, I don't want to do this. And so I I realized there was some discrepancy going on. Because the thing is, my highest self did actually want to do this. And my highest self was really excited about it. So there's some type of misinterpretation of the emotions and the body sensations going on. And just as an, uh, an aside here... If you've been perpetually let down 
in your life, excitement can be a challenging frequency to hold. Excitement might not feel safe. And so excitement can actually register as anxiety or fear or hypervigilance, waiting for the other shoe to drop, like scanning the environment for the next bad thing to happen, for the disappointing thing to happen. So this is a big conversation. We don't have time to tuck into it today, but we do have to give ourselves space to learn and discern the difference. And so what was happening is I was, I was experiencing excitement and like a little sidecar of fear, a little sidecar of anxiety. And so this part was like, oh, she doesn't really want to do this. She said yes, but she meant no. Okay. I know what to do. Parts coming through. And these parts can get blended up and they won't unblend. They won't dissolve until that they can trust that yourself, your highest, truest self can manage situations in your life. So there actually has been quite a lot of times, not just through childhood, not just through teenage years, but well into adulthood, where I said yes when I actually meant no. So this part exists, continue to exist because it's like, can I really, really trust you to only say yes when it's a true yes? Can can I really trust you to say no when you don't really want to do it? I'm not so sure. So in identifying this part and feeling like I'm ready to outgrow this, this part, or this part is ready to outgrow this role, this actually creates a task for me to really say no when I mean no and to only say yes when I mean yes, so that this part can take a freaking break. Because if I can't do that, if I can't pull up, this part is telling itself I still have to perform. And the goal here is not annihilation. I don't think we achieve healing and wholeness by getting rid of parts of ourselves. And we're going to quickly interrupt this discussion to shout out our show sponsors. As a reminder, the support of our sponsors is what allows the Functional Nutrition Podcast to continue to pump out new content to you. So we always thank them. We hope that you support them too. Okay, podcast buddies, I want to take a sec to shout out Organifi Green Juice because I have had my family drinking a lot of it lately. We recently had our well water tested and guess what? We found out that we have arsenic and uranium in our drinking water. Not crazy uncommon for New Hampshire, but still pretty gnarly. So I'm using Organifi Green Juice as part of a gentle detox support. It's got wheatgrass, moringa, spirulina, chlorella, matcha, all of these dense green powders can be extremely supportive here. The green juice also has a clinical dose of ashwagandha, which is an adaptogen that I love for stress reduction, relaxation, healthy immune system, healthy hormones. It comes in two flavors. Both taste great. We've got original, which is like a minty flavor, and then crisp apple. Also, Organifi powders are glyphosate residue free, which is a really big deal when you're buying any superfood powders, especially if you're doing it with the intention of helping you detoxify. So you can head to Organifi.com forward slash funk to save 20%. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash F-U-N-K to save yourself 20%. And are you getting enough electrolytes? You kind of need them. They're kind of a big deal. You lose a lot through sweat, but just don't be replacing them with any of the junk. No sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no fillers, no yuck. You need Element. It's not only delicious and wicked convenient, mixes in water super easily, but it also contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams sodium, 200 milligrams potassium, 60 milligrams of magnesium. 
you can get a free sample pack. That's eight single serve packets for free with any element order. When you go to drinkelement.com forward slash funk, the deal's only available through my unique link to thank you for listening to the show. D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com forward slash F-U-N-K. You can try it risk-free. If healing is wholeness, tell me how like getting rid of parts of ourselves contributes to our healing. I just, it doesn't make sense to me, but we can integrate them into the highest self so that we're all working together as a united front toward a common goal. And so the, my favorite way to do this is to assign the parts new roles, essentially like update their job description. So that's exactly what I did. And the new role, the new job description for this part became bravery. I said, look, I I don't like traveling by myself. I don't like being in a room full of strangers. I'm not outgoing enough for this. So could you be my adult chaperone? Right? I joke that I, I need an adult chaperone to do things like this, but like really that's what makes me feel safe. So like, can you play that role for me now? Could you help me be brave doing something I'm really nervous about? And so this is exactly what I did. And every time I got nervous leading up to the event and throughout the actual trip, I would lean into this part. Like I, am, I need some bravery right now. I need some chaperoning. So again, this is where we have to pull up for ourselves. This is the growth. This is the evolution. And what I want to say is that we actually can't force ourselves into it because our parts won't allow that. So it's not just something we like, we like push ourselves outside our comfort zone. We, we push this, we force this. It's more like an allowing. It's more of a process. And the important work here is that we caretake ourselves through this process. And so if you currently are actively trying to grow, to evolve, to stretch the edges of your container, I want you to really think about this. How can you caretake yourself through the process? I'm going to tell you what I do, and hopefully you can you know, grab some nuggets from this. Leading up to this particular event, I really ramped up my meditation, but specifically um, manifestation and visualization techniques. And I'm actually going to walk you through, because every time I talk about this, people are like, can you tell me what specifically you do? And I'm like, I, I like invented it. <laughs> I mashed a bunch of things together. And so this is what I do. And I will actually walk you through that process in January's uh, intention setting class. So it'll finally like be in a spot where people can access it. Um, but I do these, these visualization techniques and it's, it's wild how much it works because truly the way that I visualized it is exactly how it went down. Um, so that's one thing. Another thing is because your nervous system tends to be kind of like jacked up when you're doing, when you're doing something big and scary, it, it, it's holding a lot of discomfort. Um, we don't want to like double down on that. So I didn't do any really intense workouts. Instead, I did a lot of walking outdoors. I did a lot of um, walking in the woods. It's like really grounding and therapeutic for me. I did a lot of, I did yoga instead of like a hard, intense workout. So that's something to consider. Ramp up your sleep. It, sometimes sleep can be tricky, especially when you're all keyed up about something. I'll, I'll tell you what, I did not sleep on the trip. Like did 
not sleep on the trip. So I was really grateful that I had banked a lot of sleep before. And now of course I'm like doing a lot of, a lot of extra sleeping now, but you're, it, it, it takes a lot of resources, kind of internal resources to, um, stretch your comfort zone. And so you might feel tired. So let yourself sleep. And of course, journaling, you know, journaling to process what is coming up is very helpful. Um, if you're a verbal processor and you like to talk through things, that's great, but just make sure that you're talking to people who won't invalidate or minimize what you're feeling. Because I could have been like, gosh, I'm really nervous to go on this trip. And someone would have, could have been like, well, it's not really that big of a deal. Just go for it. Right. And that would have minimized what I was experiencing. You want to, um, recognize that and, and talk to people who recognize that this big reaction is actually an indication that there's a wound that needs some love. Um, and there's a part coming through that needs to be witnessed and, um, provide yourself the opportunity to do that and offer yourself heaps of compassion as you navigate this. And so if you can do this, if you can really hold yourself through the comfort zone growth, there is almost always magic on the other side. So yes, it's a lot. And the payoff is usually like pretty freaking major. So I'm going to share with you just a couple of tidbits about the magic on the other side for me. So I was like, am I really doing this? Am I really doing this? Can I really do it? I did it. And I have been like, it's been like three days of just like emotions. I'm in a glass case of emotions right now because of how magical this experience was. Okay, so if you've been listening to the show for a while, you may or may not remember episode 190. So this was, I did this last January. It was kind of like my recap of the year. The, The title is called Honoring the Old You in the New Year. So this time last year, actually this time last year, I was in New York City or traveling back from New York City because I had gone to Manhattan to record um, curriculum for the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And that was on top of um, like a rebrand, redoing the website, like lots of company internal changes, renovating the house. Like there was just so much going on all at once. And by the time New Year's rolled around, you know, you usually like kind of decompress throughout the holidays. And then like you like, well, at least for me, I tend to hit January with some like, like I'm ready to go, you know, energy. And I didn't have that. And I was like kind of nervous about that because it's so unlike me. I was so burnt out. It was just, everything felt like Groundhog's Day. I just felt like nothing was exciting. It was all the same. And I was just like deep emotional burnout. And so I like sent myself away. Well, my husband kind of like sent me away for a few days to the cliff house. And like, I just had like isolation for four days. Um, so I was kind of like, gosh, this year is a lot. I hope I don't end up in that same space, but I am, I am so completely reinvigorated. That's actually one of the reasons I didn't want to go. Cause I'm like, this is a lot. It's one more thing to commit to. It's so much, it's so much, but I'm returning. I'm like tired just because I'm underslept, but like emotionally and like energetically and mentally, I am so reinvigorated. I have like a, like, I'm just like, I'm ready to go. You know, two weeks ago, I released the social media episode where I was telling you 
um, you know, how I was feeling. And I also promised to give you updates. Well, I've got an update. I'm feeling good about things. <laughs> what I realized is that like what I love to do is connect with people. What I want to do is continue to build relationships. What I don't want to do is be responsible for production of everything. And I didn't have this clarity before the event. And now I have this clarity, which is huge. And this, this kind of relates back to another story, which is I was telling myself a story that if it wasn't me creating the content, like legit in Canva, creating images or like in reels, editing the videos, then I was giving you something that was less, less than if I uh, outsourced that it wouldn't have been as good for some reason, which is, is ridiculous. Like I can hear myself talk. I know I sound ridiculous, but I was so attached to the story as truth. I didn't recognize it as a story. It felt true to me. It didn't feel ridiculous to me. I was like, nope, this is true. This feels true. And the reality of the situation is that somebody doesn't need me to be spending three hours in Canva in order to connect with me. Somebody needs my presence to connect with me. And I was so busy doing everything else and telling myself that I had to do everything else that I was somehow failing people if I didn't do everything else that I actually didn't have enough time to be present with people. So that was like a really big aha moment. That was a big, big shift for me. And I'm more clear on who I need to hire to make that happen so that I can be present with what matters most to me. So that was just like a little like nugget of like, ooh, just a couple of weeks ago, I was really like effed up about this. And now I'm like, no, I feel good about this again. Um, But the big, 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 big take home for me based on, there's a lot of take homes, but this is like the major one. I feel so seen and like I can really be me and inhabit myself in a way that I was perhaps disallowing before. Uh, This feels like the thing that I've been missing that I didn't even know I was missing until I had it. Um, I had been searching for something, but I, I just wasn't sure what. And then I was like, oh, this is what I was searching for. So really glad I went to Santa Monica. The last hour of, so they were three 10 hour days back to back to back. In the last hour of the last day, we did a round robin to talk about our biggest takeaways. And one woman said, and I'm going to paraphrase her a bit, but she said, I'm so intense. I feel like I have to wear a mask and I can't really be myself. And then I get here and all you fuckers are just as intense as I am. And I don't have to apologize for being me anymore. Like I found my place. I fit in. And she was crying and I'm like watching her and I'm like sobbing, (laughs) you know, like don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. (laughs) Cause we were sitting in a circle. So like, if you start crying, people are going to see you. And I was like, this is really like, I feel like I could be saying the same exact thing that she's saying. And that's when I realized there's been a light in me that I have self dimmed for a while now. And I finally can pinpoint why that is when it comes to entrepreneurship. Like I, I'm like, okay, people, people want me here as a clinician. People want me here as a content creator, but like maybe not everybody wants to hear about the entrepreneurship side of me, but truly that's like me. (laughs) 
Like I have that in my bones. Like I've never had a real job in my life. I am an, an entrepreneur through and through and through. And when it comes to entrepreneurship, I'm like LFG all the time. Like, you know, full speed ahead. And not everybody necessarily wants to have the, these conversations, which is fine. But what's not fine is that I have been feeling like I had to dim myself down dim that part of me down. Like it was almost something to be embarrassed about. Like I, I, I feel like I had to be apologetic for my own ambition. And so I felt really limited on who I could speak to about certain things. Like the, the biggest, some of the biggest parts of myself, I felt limited on who I could express those with. And so without even being aware of it, I was holding myself back and holding aspects of myself back. And as my good friend just pointed out to me, I think this was energetically restricting me. So again, not even something I was conscious of. I was just like, something feels off. Like I, I, something doesn't feel right. And this brought it all home for me. Being in a space with other CEO content creators. So like, in other words, people who really understand all the multiple roles that we have to play on a daily basis. And like really good people who are constantly working on themselves, here for their own growth and evolution, doing big things, helping lots of people with their work, really wanting to build that up and being like so deeply passionate about it. Like when people talk, like you feel the passion, you know, people aren't holding themselves back. They're just going for it unapologetically. So being in a space like this, it it felt so liberating for me. Um, now I'm like playing two box, my ambitions as a rada, like all the time. Because I'm like, I'm not going to dim this down. I'm not going to apologize for it. I can't apologize for me being who I am. Like, that's done. Like, let's, let's not. Let's not do that anymore. And so that's why I feel so emotional about this experience. Because the space that I stepped into feels like I can really be me. And I've done this show long enough to know that me talking about my experience, experiences like this really jars something loose in you. And so in witnessing me expand my capacity for what I gave myself permission for, are you feeling called to do the same? Is there a takeaway here from you? I just told my story. Is there a takeaway here from you where you can apply some of these same lessons? Because I was really scared to do it. I almost didn't. Like it was, it was, I was back and forth, back and forth. We didn't book flights until a week before or maybe even less. I was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with this. And there was just something like deep inside of me that was like, you gotta do it. And now on the other side of me, of this, I completely, completely understand why, but it was hard and it was uncomfortable and it was rough getting there. So I'm going to leave you with some questions to ponder for yourself what has been, and you might want to like pause this and jot these down and like put these in, in a journal or a re-listen to this and do the same. What has been energetically restricting you this year or even longer? And maybe it's not something that you were consciously aware of, but maybe after hearing this, you're like, oh, something, I know I set the intention for this episode that you would have like a aha moment, a click into place moment. Like, That's the intention of this episode. Therefore, that is what's going to happen with a lot of you. So what was that thing? Where are you holding yourself back? What stories and beliefs feel limiting to you? 
what stories and beliefs might need an update. What are you ready to let go of? What do you need to do in order to let it go? And then finally, how can you hold yourself through the discomfort of growth? What practices are you going to bring online in order to do that? And might I suggest the intention setting class that I'm going to be teaching on January 6th. That's going to be a banger. It's going to help. And you can bring these with you into that class. And if, you know, I do recognize this is a health podcast. I do recognize that. So I know a lot of you are here because places or areas that you might be unconsciously or even consciously holding yourself back is in the health department. It is with needing to prioritize your health, prioritize your food, prioritize your movement, something like that. And so if that's the case for you, I do encourage you to join January's Carb Compatibility Project. I only offer this program twice a year, January and then sometime in the spring. And so this is a four-week container where you can navigate some of this together. And this time around, you get this intention setting class as an added bonus for joining. So we can do the deep work together. We can do the deep work mentally, emotionally, energetically, and then also physically with the physical body. So I hope that you got something out of this episode as always, and I'll be back next week. Check you then. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast. If you got something from today's show, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Take care of you.